it's come to our attention that in the last couple of weeks we failed to mention quite a big world event, and that is the death of Our Majesty the Queen. Uh, now that she's been laid to rest, we thought it would be appropriate to send our best wishes uh, from the Mock Sports to the monarchs and the whole nation of Britain for their loss. God save the Queen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and I am joined, as always, by Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Not too bad. Um, ready for a good big weekend across the three days of um, racing, so should be good. Yes, massive weekend in racing, not only racing, but sport as well. You're actually interstate joining us in Melbourne, down there for the yeah. AFL Grand Final. Yeah, that's it. Just um, head down to the grand final. After a big night at the pub with the boys last night, um, Cam, Sam and Coops, um, Melch, all of them wanted a shout-out. So there you go, boys. Um, Zach as well. So there you go. Oh, good stuff. Is that, What's it like in Melbourne? Can you already feel the buzz of all the footy fans getting pumped up for the big game? Oh, look, I just landed and then walked into my room. So... <laughs> <laughs> can't can't really feel can't really feel too much, but um, yeah, it's, it's a lot better weather down here at the moment than how it was when we left. So yeah, fair enough. So so what's the plan? You going races, parade, anything else, or just the game? Yeah, uh, yeah, races tomorrow night, uh, Mooney Valley, um, and then yeah, bit of more AFL kind of weekend on the Saturday, and then we'll see how we need to recover on the Sunday. So, yeah, should be good. Yeah, very good. Oh, well, we'll leave a bit of the footy chat for later on. We'll get into the horses now. Uh, first thing to touch on from last week, seven winners for us on the Randwick card. We absolutely had a day out. Shallstar, Mahogany, Ita at 20 bucks. That was pretty huge. Zugotcha, Animo, Strip, Brigantine. It was a day out for the mocks, eh? How good? Yeah, it was good. Um, it's good to... Back a couple good ones, even some at a good price as well. So hopefully people got on it. Yes. Uh, now, last week I said if I could swear, I would. And a few people laughed at me for it because this week I'm swearing. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Don't how care. how fucking good was the strip? Yeah, yeah, good run. It was um, pretty immense, I'd say. Um, probably the word to describe it, but... Yeah, probably one of the, I'd say the best run I've seen that horse run. Um, I don't know, I was pretty nervous watching it come through the 400 metres, not being up the front, thought Eduardo was going to run away with it. But um, yeah, just absolutely had a page of a run, um, pretty much just ran over the top. So yeah, it's um, exciting things for the for the prep, so I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, Jay, he, he's the greatest showman, isn't he? You said going around the bend, all of us thought, well, that's him gone. We all know that if he's not leading, he doesn't really fire as much down the uh, straight. But nah, Eduardo thought he had it and Strip made it look easy. And he won with with energy in hand as well. Like he didn't even go at full pace, I don't reckon. He's just the greatest showman. He is unstoppable. Do you reckon anything beats him in the Everest? 
Uh, no, nah, nothing in the Everest. Um, I put I put down that tip for us last week. Um, Nancy Ships go undefeated in the in the prep, so um, yeah, should be pretty nice. Yeah, he's incredible. And to follow up, forty five minutes before that, we had Animo come out and do what Animo did as well, and then it came out afterwards that he was lame while doing it. Just a star. Just a star. You you don't find many forty five minute stretches of racing like that ever. What did you think of the Animo run? Yeah, it was good. Um yeah, very strong horse. It's seemed to finally find a bit of consistency. Um I know it's been pretty chop and chedge how it's been in past preps, but um yeah, it's good to see it have a couple in a row. But obviously had the had the scare at the end of the race. Um but it looks to be in a decent spot now, so I'm not too worried. Yeah, J-Max said it himself. Superstar could go wherever they want. The endless possibilities. They could go to the Cox Plate. They could go to the Golden Eagle. They could go to just about any race, and they reckon he'd win it. They even joked, put him in the Everest, then he'll win it. Like He is just an absolute jet of a horse. It, it's, in, it's incredible. It, you know, the strip... Animo, to do what they both did in that 45-minute stretch, you know, it gets you up and about as a racing fan. Long, first time in a long time that I've had goosebumps just watching the races. It was just fantastic. But, yeah, was... um, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I'm nothing. Ah, fair enough then. But uh, only other thing to probably touch on is just the... Uh, Superstars kept on coming because on Monday, the two-year-old trials, uh, the Stars of Tomorrow stepped out for the first time, and it was pretty interesting. Uh, you couldn't get off work, but I managed to get my way down to Randwick to have a look, and it was very interesting to see uh, some of the Stars of Tomorrow come out. And Fireburn's brother was out and about. I uh, don't think it's going to be as good as Fireburn. Punters, it didn't race very well. But, yeah, there are a few key ones to come out. They're going to be racing in a couple of weeks' time. We have some Handicap Day in the Breeders' and breeders Plate and the Gimrack Stakes. Uh, had a big write-up on our Instagram uh, about who we liked, but I think the horse to take out of it is Osmosis by Bjorn Baker. Just a professional cult throughout, paraded like he was already a racehorse ready to go and then ran like it. Got to the top of the straight, was asked to give a bit of extra effort by... Uh, jockey Rachel King and just absolutely went on with it. Not many horses uh, responded to pressure on the day, but Osmosis certainly did. Every time that a horse tried to make the lunge at it, it just kept kicking on and it got the win in a very impressive trial. So Osmosis is definitely one that I'm going to be looking at for the breeder's plate. Um, Any Nick, before we head straight into the Rose Hill rundown? No, mate. It's all from me. All right, let's head there. Attention punters, we have some exciting news. Yep, we are now on Dabble, as most of you should know by now. Yes, Dabble is an Aussie-owned bookie that is changing the game of gambling. Any bets that we mentioned in this podcast, you can use their unique system of the copy bet feature to put the bet on yourselves with no time wasted. Yeah, that's right, punters. We do the research for you. We build the multis, and with a single press of one button, you can put our bets straight on. That's it. If you were on last night, you would have gone on my dog, Quinella. Um, late last night at the pub, um, got up paying, I think, well, I'm not too sure, maybe eight I think. Yeah, so not too bad, not too bad. So that's just a, one of the examples. 
Yes, uh, another example was uh, Brownlow night. We absolutely cleaned up. Our Brownlow predictor went off, picking top 10s, top 20s, and uh, even the trifecta. We boxed trifecta, Tuke Miller, Paddy Cripps, and uh, Lockie Neal, and that got up at $17 value. So all of those bets and more are examples that you can copy straight into your bet slip. Join the 10,000 other punters. That's right, we've hit 10,000 followers on Dabble. Follow us at the Mock Sports on the Dabble app to start winning with us this racing season. Click the link in the show notes or when signing up, use the code the Mock Sports to let them know that we sent you. All right, mate, the track report for Rose Hill, it's going to be very interesting. This whole card is going to be dictated by how much rain comes down. Rose Hill finally dried out. It was at a good three yesterday at about midday on Wednesday. It's Thursday today. There's rain that's come down last night. There's rain that's come down today. And there's about anywhere from 20 to 40 mils expected to fall. So unless the weatherman gets it wrong, we should be racing on soft to heavy all day. And it could end up a genuine heavy 10 if it's 40 mils that comes down. And if it does end up a heavy 10, the card's going to be a pure throw up the stumps. Uh, but the rail is in the true position for the entire circuit, so it should play pretty fair. But if it ends up thundering down with rain, could be a leader's day once again with the backmarkers finding it hard to make up ground on such a bog of a track. But we'll head straight into the tips. Most of the analysis from me is going to be nice, short and sweet because we've got a lot to get through in the tip-off. Uh, race one, the highway as always, massive field here. Um, so I may as well go for some value, especially if it's going to be wet. I think I found a nice one in Mr. 88. Uh, a day, like I said, could be a leader's one. This horse is expected to be right at the front. Um, gets the draw from the third barrier, should go to the front, be the one they have to run down in the straight. Dylan Gibbons goes on boards, gets the weight right down with that three kilo claim. $11 to win, $3.50 to place is a price that I'm very happy to have in the first on missed 88. Very nice. Um, I'm going to go with King of Spades here with Pikey on board. Um, similar price, $11 for the win, $3.50 for a place. Um, just looks like it hasn't really been getting too much luck in the last couple of preps. But, um, yeah, highway's a bit of a gamble in this one, so that'll be why I just like the look of this one. So not too much in it. But, um, yeah, it'll be a tough one to pick. Probably going to stay away from it from a betting point of view. Um Let's head into race number two, 1,300 metres, benchmark 72. Um, your favourite here is uh, Coates at $4.40 and $1.85. Um, cool Lad's another one that I'd, I'd have a look at as well, but going to go with the same horse I've backed the last couple of times. Um, definitely each way here is Nick Tock. Um, yeah, last three runs has been pretty close to the win each time, especially the last start. Looking pretty nice. Um yeah, either way, even if you just back it for a place, it's, it's, it's running really well at the moment. Um, it's probably one of the better preps I've seen it run. It's just looking for that win. So um, hopefully it can get it done this time around. Um, Nick Tock for me. Yeah, very good. I'm glad that you covered Nick Tock because if it, uh, the track ends up being uh, leader's day, could be on. If it's really, really heavy, it might struggle. doesn't usually like the heavy, but the way it's running, very consistently. So like you said, even if it gets a place, very good odds. But uh, I've gone with Verbeck. Ran home quite nicely behind Kips Bay last start, and Kips Bay, that win was very, very impressive. So I think the form reads well. Price of $13 to win and $4.50 to place. Definite each way bet on Verbeck in the second for me. Very we nice. move to the third, 1,900 metre mark. Kiss the Bride comes here off a week's backup and two straight wins. Uh, 
both in the wet as well. So she'll be a big chance to win here um, to get a third on the trot. However, I'm going to stick with a horse that has been super consistent all prep, and that's Wicklow. Should have probably won last start, which was against Kiss the Bride. Just didn't get clear air in the running. I think the jockey upgrade with J-Mac going on board as well will help it. Now gets a weight swing on Kiss the Bride, which it didn't have last start. Should be able to turn the tables on it now. $3.50 on Wicklow for me in the third. Yeah, very nice. I'm going to hit quality time here with Tommy Berry on board. Uh, $8.50 for a win, $2.60 for a place. Uh, last couple of runs have been pretty nice. One on the heavy track at Canterbury. Uh, gets a bit extra distance here, which hasn't really... It's only run at the distance once and hasn't done anything with it. Uh, so let's see how it goes here. But um, yeah, I like to look at this horse quality time for me in the third as we go on to race four at the 2,400 metres. Um, your favourite here, Cadre du Noir, however you say it, um, $2.15. Um, Grove Ferry, $6.50 and $2.70 for a place is another one that I'd probably look at. So I reckon it's between those two in my opinion. Um, I'm going to go with a favourite here. It's uh, been too strong. Uh, last win, five and a half lengths. Absolutely absolutely um, pissed it in. So, um, yeah, don't see anything getting really, really close to it. So, yeah, it's going to be me fourth. Yeah, I'm with you there. Cadre du Noir just has to be the bet in this race. Chalkstream uh, nominated. And now that it hasn't accepted, it just has to be the bet. I was going to be on Chalkstream, of course. Had to be a bit of an omen bet as it is the Queen's horse. Um, but, yeah. Now that it's not in the race, Kajo de Noir, as you said, it's been far too consistent not to be backing it. We've tipped it twice for two wins now. Won't be jumping off. Last start, it was a soaked Randwick track. Jumped, kicked, smashed them by almost six lengths. If the rain comes down here, I think it's the exact same thing is going to happen. So $2.15, I know it's short, but it's a bet that I want to be having here in the fourth. Very nice. We move to the fifth at the 1,400-meter mark, and I'll be straight to the point again. Last week, I mentioned we got it at $20. This week, we're going to get it at $13. It's Ita. Uh, why fix what isn't broken? Collected for me in the last two starts because she got that placing at big odds, then won at big odds last start. Uh, she's going to put her best foot forward on race day. She always does. Uh, and she loves the heavy. Unlike a lot of this field, she absolutely loves the wet. Uh, and again, the market seems to be underrating her again. So $13 to win, $3.80 to place. Happy to be on Ida each way again. I think she's just going to lunge at the line late and go over the top of them once again. Yeah, I'm going to go with um horses I follow pretty closely. Solar Apex. Um, yeah, not too bad. Um, done some good things in the last last um, year or so, I'd say. Um, won some pretty good races. Um, but yeah, obviously up in class here a little bit. $18 and $4.80 for for a place, so it's going to be a tough one for this one. But um, yeah, I'll pick Solar Apex in the fifth. Very um, nice. We'll head into the sixth, um, eleven hundred meters. Um, favorite here at two dollars twenty-five is Best of uh, Bordeaux. Um, good horses in this race, to be honest. I really like this race. Opal Ridge, another one to to mention. Um, at five dollars as well. But um, there there's another one here, a bit of a roughie that I just want to mention. I won't be on it, but um. Can respect a better on it. Sorry, my um, card's just gone. Here it is. Um, another Cognac, I reckon, as a, as a roughie, isn't too bad, um, even for just a place. But um, I will be on Opal Ridge here. $5 for a winner, $1.80 for a place. So you take it on the nose. Um, one last start, $2.50 uh, short price in the, in the highway. Um, but, yeah, should be pretty good for this one, for race number six, Opal Ridge. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Honestly, now that it it was smart, Casey Fogden did made the smart move. Scratch best of Bordeaux from the Golden Rose, a race that I don't think it would have been winning. 
to a much easier race here. You'd have to think this is one of the best of the day if uh, Best of Bordeaux shows up ready to race. J-Mac on board was the guarantee here. That's the reason they scratched from the Golden Rose. It wasn't going to get J-Mac. Gets J-Mac here now. Uh, has all the form in the world. It should have been racing in the Group 1. Drops here to a much lower stakes race. Um, last start. Was two lengths behind it, but still ran very strongly behind In Secret, who is the favourite for the Group 1. Um, and who J-Mac jumped off to ride as well. So, even though it's short, $2.30, I'm happy to be on the favourite here. Best of Bordeaux. You'd think with the massive class edge on the rest of them, he'd have to spank them. Otherwise, it might be time to head off to the breeding barn. Could be racing for its career here, best of Bordeaux. Very nice. Uh, we move to race seven, also at the 1,400 metres mark. Uh, interesting one here. Very interesting field. There's a lot of talent uh, from top to bottom. The favourite is Espiona. But personally, I don't want to touch Espiona with a seven-foot pole. Whenever I'm on... She goes like shit. Whenever I'm off, she does pretty decently. And I just think she is not worth the hype. I got on her a couple of weeks ago and I completely mocked her. I finally bought into the hype and it proved to me why I shouldn't have ever jumped on board. Um, so I'm going to be with Expat here. Tipping that the track is going to be a bit of a slosh pit. She should get a commanding lead and probably go all the way with it if the horses can't make up ground behind her. Um, She's in a bit of a soft draw as well from the second barrier. Tommy Sherry should hopefully jump, lead, kick, make it nice and simple. Um, last start was a bit of a forgive. She didn't really get the run of the race. Faded at the end there. Maybe over-raced, a bit keen. So hopefully a bit more of a patient ride and doesn't really press the button till the start of the straight. But if uh gets the brakes in the field, $11 to win and $3.50 each way, Definitely a bit of value about Expat, considering it could end up being a leader's track. So, Expat for me in the seventh. Yeah, I'm going to take Espiona here. Um, oh, seriously? Now, yeah, now that you've hopped off, it'll probably win. Um, Espiona for me, $4.40 is a pretty good bet um, for this horse, I reckon. Um, just needed that first run. Get the cobwebs out of the way, and I reckon it'll be pretty good here. So, um, I believe we skip race eight. Is that correct? Yes. That is the tip-off. We'll go straight to race 9, 1,500 metre mark. Uh, plain and simple here. If you've seen the field already, punters, and you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you'll know who I'm going to be on. That's Ellsberg. Uh, from the first barrier, should kick, lead, win. Loves the wet. Absolutely adores wet tracks. Um, it will should be getting lead from that first barrier. Uh, had no luck first up. Was completely blocked off from making a run to the line. That's why it was pretty disappointing coming sixth. Uh, but, yeah, I reckon Ellsberg, probably one of the better bets of the day. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go a bit of a roughie in this one, um, just to cover something a bit different. Uh, Mount Popper for me, $27 for the win, $5 for a place. Coming off a bit of a spell here. Um, doesn't doesn't mind the the first up. Um, three from six overall in the top three with only one win out of six, to be fair. But, um, yeah, a decent horse. I can actually do something, to be honest. Um, yeah, did did really well in the Chipping Norton. I do remember that. Um, but yeah, overall Mount Mount Popper will not be the worst. In the race had spent twenty seven dollars. Um, yeah, it seems to be a good price for me. So I'm gonna go with a bit of a roughie in race number nine. Fair um, enough. Have it a the last race of the card, eleven hundred meters to the benchmark seventy eight. Um, our fav favorite here is Fire. Um, as as you can tell, um, decent horse. Um, pretty much. Starting at around this price every time, even shorter. Sorry, this is probably the best price it's been um, in its recent recent run, um, recent runs. 
Um, definitely can get up. I might even have a bet on it, to be honest. But I'm going to go with a horse here. Very fine red. Um, $7.50 for a win, $2.50 for a place. Um, like the way this horse goes about it. Um, second place last start behind Zapatero reads pretty well for me, um, as well as uh, a trial behind 2.4 lengths behind Eduardo. Um, is not too bad to read off for a, for a very, very good horse. So a very fine red, and I don't mind a red wine as well. So, um, yeah, we'll take that in the last. Ben, I was going to say, it sounds like your pub order, a very fine red. You love getting on the, the uh, house wines at the pub. Yeah, stuff happens, but, um, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, you know what? If, if if the 40 mils does come down and it's a heavy 10, by the end of the day, last race of the day, this is going to be an absolute dog pit. So I'm just going to stick with a horse that has consistent form and we know how it's going to race, and that's Kips Bay. Tipped it for a big win last start. Can certainly go on with it and win another one. Happy to be on, especially getting each way odds. You'd think uh, you'd get shorter odds there, but I know it was because it's up in class now from a midway. But $5.50 to win, $2.10 to place kobe jennings sticks 11th barrier a little bit of a worry but if it's able to cross get cover and even maybe even get the lead reckon it's going to go on with it and maybe even gap them like it did in the midway so five dollars fifty to win and two dollars ten to place each way on kips bay for me in the get out stakes at rose hill very nice all right mate um before we get into the great tip off segment just wanted to give a quick little shout out to our good friends at the multi-hub app Yeah, mate. Um, the multi-hub is the ultimate punter's cheat sheet with all the necessary stats you need to know when making a multi for the weekend, whether it be for the AFL, NRL, EPL, and more. Yes, mate. Uh, we've gone through. We've utilized all those stats. We've seen who's had the good years. We've seen who's consistent enough. And we've made our predictions for the AFL grand final, Norm Smith. So for those who don't know what the Norm Smith medal is, it, is, it goes to the best on ground on grand final day. So first off, Nick, I want to hear your tip. Who wins by how much and then who takes home the Norm Smith? Uh, well, obviously, I'm going to tip the Swans in a close one. Um, getting really 2012 vibes from this um, from this grand final. So I'm going to tip him again. Um, Swans by 10. And um, I reckon Callum Mills, um, he, he'll take the he'll take it. He's been our best player, I reckon, for, for this year. And um, he's he's yeah he's just solid. Never never has a foot in the wrong place. Um, yeah, he's a good player. So Callum Mills for the um, Norm Smith for me. Fair enough. Do you reckon that he tags? You reckon he goes to danger, or do you reckon they let him run through it free? He won't tag. I don't say. Um, danger's done nothing all year. He's had one good game, so nothing to worry about. I think the Swans are probably the most um, tactical team out there, to be honest, as well. Um, so yeah, I'm not too worried. I think no matter what, it'll be a good game. Um, it's just whether or not we can just control those big moments. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go Swans as well. I just think that they've been the most consistent team for most of the year. They also have the mental edge over Geelong, of course, buddy 1000 that was against Geelong and they dispatched them that night. Um, and the teams aren't that quite different when you look at it on paper. Not many team changes have come out of that night. Um, but yeah, the basically you've got one of the youngest teams in the comp versus one of the older teams. And I think the young legs are going to run them off their feet. I reckon come fourth quarter, they're going to be younger, fitter, hungrier to win that game. So I'm going to go Swans. And like you said, in a close one, uh, maybe this is wishful thinking, 
but it's going to be less than a goal. Swans by four. I reckon a late goal by the Swans will get him over the top. Hopefully, maybe our um, old uh, opponent in the Sydney AFL, Errol Gordon, kicks it maybe. But um, I'm going, yeah, Swans by four. Norm Smith, Chad Warner. He's got a bit of X factor about him. Uh, he finally showed up when it came to finals games in the prelim. was very, very good after a pretty poor game in the qualifying final. So, yeah, I reckon Chad Warner, he's at like $18 as well. So big value for him to get best on because he can rock up, get about 25 touches and a couple goals, especially if they don't really get into him and put a body on him. I reckon he could one run absolute wild. So that's my tip for the grand final. Any other miscellaneous tips that you've got for the game? You'll be there. So um, Yeah, not not too many miscellaneous ones, to be honest. Um, Yeah. Stay away from the punning on the AFL this weekend. Don't want to have to worry about my multis. Just want to enjoy the game. Yeah, that's fair enough. I do not blame you. Um, Well, after that, we'll head into the great tip-off. After last week, you uh, hit the lead because you got the substitute because Ayrton was scratched. You got substituted to Uvalu, who came third. So you're up on me by about 1.9 points. But don't worry, mate. I reckon I'll be coming back to you this week. We'll start with the Moi Stakes down at Mooney Valley tomorrow night. You'll also be in attendance there. So we'll head there, and I want to get your thoughts. Since you're going to be trackside, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, very exciting. Um, looked through this one a couple of times, and I actually reckon I'm going to switch up my tip here. Um, oh. last, so not too sure if I can actually do that, but I'm going to. Um, Paul Ellie, obviously a good horse, um, coming off a bit of a spell here. Um, yeah, I really have a lot of time for this horse and uh, I'm really in for a good race here to watch to watch live, to be honest. Hopefully, I don't sing too many beers tomorrow night and I can actually actually see the race. But, um, but yeah, it's it's going to look like it's a, it's a very nice field. You've got Rothfire, Paul Ellie, Zoo Style, um, Malkovich as well, who's a decent horse, September Run, who we've seen plenty of, um, Isotope, Genuine Horse, and then Cool and Gatter as well, which is an up-and-coming horse that um got to keep your eye out on. So... Yeah, um, don't mind a bet on any of those, and it's going to be a real tough one. We're going to go with Cool and Gatter here. Um, I reckon this horse paying $9 for a horse that seemed like an absolute moral um, for most of its runs last year. Um, genuine good chance here. So it's only been second up once in its career, and it's one from one second up. Um, $9, like I said, is pretty insane. Um, came third last start behind Rothfire and, and Zoo Style. Um However, drops absolute mammoth weight off its back. Um, it's now carrying, oh no, sorry, it's carrying 50 kilos again. So Jamie Carr on back, I reckon it'll it'll win with um with no weight on its back down um, Mooney Valley. So cool and gutter for me. Sorry to change late, but that's me. Fair enough. Those listeners listening out there, official tip change. I reckon we'll get one each. One each this season. There goes yours. He was on September run. He's gone to cool and gutter. Um, and for those out there, I thought I'd let them know what our names are because there was a bit of controversy with uh, my dad, uh, Matthew Cashy Cashmore, getting up the top uh, after he tipped call sign Mav. Everyone thought that I'd changed my tipper uh, in a bit of suspicious inside trading there. Uh, in the tip-off, I am the Mock Mitchell, and what's your name? Um, I'm Matt McVeigh's stepson. And why is that? Because um, Matt McVeigh is my stepdad. <laughs> Fair enough. Shout out to you, Matt McVeigh. Um, so yeah, Nick goes by Matt McVeigh's stepson, and I go by Mock Mitchell. So if you're ever looking through the spreadsheet and the leaderboard, that's who we are. 
Um, so you've gone cool and getter. I'm going to go Paul Ailey. Because looking through this field, I reckon the winner, depending on who it is and how they win, gets an Everest slot. Because we're only about three weeks out from the Everest. Six slots still need to be filled, one of them being the Godolphin slot. I reckon Paul Ellie should have been in the Everest last year for Godolphin, but they went with uh, Trekking instead, I believe. And no good. It should have been Paul Ellie, and it should be Paul Ellie this year. The fact that they haven't already locked her in is stupid. I reckon J-Mac going down just to ride Paul Ellie is a big positive sign. I reckon kicks, get some cover uh, right on the leader's tails, goes around the corner and bursts in that Mooney Valley straight um, and gets the win. I know it's the favourite, but a lot of talent for this horse. And I think it's a horse that if it does go to the Everest, I reckon could be running top four in it. I'm that confident in this horse's abilities. So hopefully it comes out tomorrow night and absolutely smashes it. But like you said, a lot of talent. I'm very jealous that you're going to watch it live. Never been to Mooney Valley myself, and it is a great field to watch, especially Rothfire now that Rothfire's back. Inferno, always good to watch run. Very um, smart in late in races. Same with September run. Always one that you have to watch out for. And your old favourite, Isotope, going around as well. And Cool and Gatter, the list goes on. But we'll move on to the Golden Rose at Randwick. Very interesting race, this. The uh, third, um, sorry, the three-year-olds. We've got the Golden Slipper Fireburn going up against the uh, new girl in town in secret. What are you thinking of the race? Um. Yeah, had a look through it. It's um, it's a nice field as well. Let me just roll up um, the card. Sorry. Um, here we go. Here it is. Um, so yeah, we got the obviously the favourite um, in secret who's been running really well this prep. Um, real good win last start. Um, so yeah, like I said, best of border scratch from this one. Um. It'll be interesting. Fireburn comes back. I reckon it'll actually have a strong run, but um, I reckon it needs one more run in between for a win. So yeah, definitely can have um can have a look at Fireburn. Can get up, but um yeah, not not for me in this one. Um, another one that I don't mind, Golden Mile. Um, have a look at that as well. Or Sajardin, who's um been a good horse, but I'm gonna be with She's Extreme here. Tommy Berry on board, nine dollars fifty. Um. Good first run, third place behind North Star Lass and Willing uh, Beast. So not too bad overall. And I reckon um, this horse is um, looking pretty nice. So it'll be fitter for this one. Um, didn't run too well last start, to be honest. So let's see how it goes this this time around. Yeah, big field here. And it's going to be a very competitive race. Uh, I think, like I mentioned, with the rest of the Rose Hill races, the rain and how much of it comes down is going to absolutely obliterate this race if it does come down as heavy as predicted because it might mean there's not a lot of horses to be able to make up ground. And there are a few backmarkers in this race, Fireburn being one of them. So it's going to be interesting. I don't think a Melbourne horse wins it. I think the Sydney form of the three-year-olds are much better than the Melbourne three-year-olds. So I'm pretty sure a Sydney horse is going to come out and win this one in secret, deserved favourite, but I don't want to be taking the $2.70. I think in a race like this, uh, on a track like this and these conditions, uh, $2.70, far too short. Um, Fireburn, we all know my thoughts on that horse. I don't think it's progressed. I don't think it's come back the same horse. I think she's going to be in for a very uh, lacklustre prep, despite being the Golden Slipper winner. 
Golden Mile got a lot of time for that horse. Uh, you tipped it last start for a big win. Absolutely spanked them. Same with In Secret. You were able to tip that last start as well when it came out and beat them. Um, so, yeah. Very talented field, but I'm with you on She's Extreme. Probably the best each way chance in the race, in my opinion, at that price. $9.50 to win, and I believe around the $3 marked place. Um, I reckon as long as she isn't too far back in the run, Barry can give her a dig in the ribs, and she absolutely runs over the top of them. Thanks to the draw being the sixth barrier, she should be able to be ridden nice and forward in the race to make sure she is in that spot. And so, like you said, the last art was a bit lackluster, but I think she was pretty good late, considering it was definitely a leader's day on that track. If, if you don't know punters, the last time she ran was uh, that day out at Randwick where it was like a heavy 12, and basically anyone that was in front at the 600-meter mark went on and won. Night's order won at like $25 in the uh, feature of the day. It was just a leader's track, and this horse isn't one that likes to lead, but was still excellent late on such a bog of a track. So as long as she's within the strike zone, I reckon she can get it. So she's extreme for me in the Golden Rose as well. And we move on to the final race of the day, our third group one over three days. This one's on Sunday at Sandown. Zaki comes out. Missed the George Main Stakes just for this race. What are your thoughts on it? Very small field. Do you reckon Zaki wins, or are you going elsewhere? Yeah, too sure. Um, it's gonna be a good race. Um, looking, might might get the end this one as well, just to just to watch this race live. I'm not too sure. It's a it's a pretty good race. Um, need to go through the whole card to be honest to have a look and see if um if there's anything else I want to have a look at um and see if I want to get down there. But um, I think I th- I'm Thunderstruck wins here, and I'm gonna be on it here. So. Um, distance maybe a bit a bit too long for it, but who knows? It's a it's a decent horse. Like it's it's done a lot. So two dollars ninety for um Thunderstruck. Um, oh, I really like it in this one. So um, yeah, small field like you said, but um, yeah, probably stay away from the punning side. Wouldn't wouldn't put too much money on on Thunderstruck, but um, yeah, I'll be I'll be backing it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. They may as well call this the Cox Prelude because. I don't know if nonconformist is, but horses one through five, Zaki, Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, and Mwanga all plan to go to the Cox Plate. And they all plan on being massive, massive factors in the race. Throw in Animo if Animo goes there, and it's probably your first six across the line. But, gee, you'd have to think that Alligator Blood won't be much of a factor because last start, it was the one they had to run down. This um this start it's gonna be Zaki. Zaki's gonna go out and set the pace and they're all gonna be chasing it. I'm Thunderstruck was able to run down blood. Is he gonna be able to outrun Zaki? Couldn't do it in the all-star mile, but he's come back after six months of rest. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's fitter. I reckon he gets there. He gets another two hundred meters to um stretch his legs out. He's just a horse that I think gets better with every single run. So far, he's a horse that I'm going to be on in the Cox Plate. He's just been super, super impressive in every start. I think Mr. Brightside's one that could definitely um, have an upset victory here because we're all focusing on Thunderstruck and Zaki. I wouldn't keep Brightside out of your Quinellas. Um, but yeah, you'd have to think that the way this race goes, Zaki kicks, leads, sets the pace, leads with about 200 to go, and then Thunderstruck starts at run and booms down and nabs her on the post, probably similarly. 
in the last start. But yeah, two dollars ninety, very short. That's because it's the sh- small field. But yeah, I'd rather that price over Zaki, considering Zaki doesn't have J Mac on board for, and is a horse that has gone under at these odds before. Um, pretty sure last time it was in a very small field uh, at Sandown, it got rolled by Probabil. So I think it gets rolled again here. I'm Thunderstruck to win the Underwood Stakes. Fair enough. All right, mate. Well, that concludes the great tip-off. We move to the Around the Ground segment. Have you found anything around the country? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Um, so you got Moon Valley Race 6 just before on the Friday night. First sand, $14 for the win. Um, yeah, like this horse. Um, got it down in the black book as in for a big run um, eventually. So see if it can get it done here. Um, Aussie Nuggets racing on Saturday. Race seven over at Toowoomba, $6 and $2.25 for a place. Probably found a good spot to get into a race and get a win. Um, and then another two, I got race two over at Sandown. Um, the benchmark 78, Savannah Cloud, $6 for a win, $2.25 for a place. Um, also got race nine um, over at Sandown, $4 for a win, Ayrton for me. And then the last one of all, Sandown, race four, Northern Beaches at $7 with Damien Lane on board in a Chris Waller combo. So don't mind that. So that's my round the ground tips. Hey, big, big weekend of racing. And... Um... I've, I haven't managed to find a lot. I was focusing more on Rose Hill, but like you said, Mooney Valley, I think there's a lot of value there. Um, I've got Lady Laguna in the third at Mooney Valley tomorrow night. Should be on speed, and that's, of course, where you want to be at the Valley. $9 to win, $3 to place. Um, Clemenceau seems a very good bet at $2.40 in the th- uh, fourth as well. Um, should be on speed. Absolutely gap them down the straight if it uh, gets the brakes. Nonconformist... Um, I was going to have a bet on that in the six, but it's scratched because it's gone to the uh, the group one on Sunday, of course. Um, the only other one I've found is um, Morfittville race one on the Saturday. Number two, Lines of Glory, runs home nicely and um, just has a massive figure about it. Big, big boy. I reckon he's going to run home, get over the top of them. I believe it's uh, paying about $10. Actually comes from my girlfriend, Claire Winter. She tipped it to me. Uh, she's usually pretty good with the roughies, so I'll trust her on this one. So hopefully Lines of Glory gets up. And um, I was going to be on Ayrton as well. You took that off me uh, with Sandown. But, uh, yeah, lots of racing to have this weekend. Going to be very, very good to sit back, relax, and have a watch. Uh, we go to the quaddy. Didn't quite get the quaddy. That would have been the cherry on top last week because uh, we did not have that dolphin runner in the ninth, but um, this week in the seventh, we've got Nimalee, Expat, Espiona, and Catalan. In the eighth, the uh, group one, we've got She's Extreme, Golden Mile, In Secret, and Fireburn. Who have we got in the last couple? Um, Ellsberg, Rustic Steel, Mount Popeye, and a Tissue. And then last, we got Kips Bay, Fire, a very fine red, and Fox Fighter as well. 50 bucks gets you 19.25%, so you'll take that. Lovely stuff. And uh, concludes the uh, podcast for this week. Have a great week, mate. Uh, big weekend for you. Like you said, you're in Melbourne. There's a lot to ingest. All the races, all the footy. Make sure to gamble responsibly down there. And as well as you punters, make sure to gamble responsibly over the weekend. Big, big weekend of gambling. Uh, anything to say to the punters before we sign off, Nick? Uh, nothing for me. Um, enjoy your weekend. Big weekend of sports. So, yeah, just enjoy it.
Lovely. All right. If you're listening, make sure to give us a follow if you're on SoundCloud or Spotify. A subscribe if you're on Apple, Google, or Amazon Podcasts. And above else, tell your friends about us. The more people that listen to us, the bigger we will grow. We love you guys, and we will see you back here next week.